This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel, joined by Daniel McDonald. It is Friday the 7th of January. This is episode 192. Happy New Year, Damon. Ha! Yes, it is a new year. 2022. Scooby-Doo. Who gives a shit? <laughs> um, yeah, look at that. Another year, another year in the books. Another, another trip around the sun on all that shit. Um, you have a good, uh, have a good new year? Yes, I think I stayed up to watch, <laughs> I say stayed up, and me like staying up past about 10 o'clock is a minor miracle these days. Right. Um, what did I do? I think I watched Jingle All The Way, you know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger film. <laughs> I sure do. Turbo oh. Man, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Really? Man, you're partying up over there. That's uh, And ate lots of crisps. Yeah. I've got fancy crisps. I've got little, uh, like, tortilla chips shaped like Christmas trees that tasted of turkey and stuffing. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of... We, and we opened this special wine that we've been holding on to for about six years. Yeah? How was that? Yeah, it's, a, it's like a, a sweet dessert wine called Vincento that uh, we got in Santorini in Greece. So we've just been waiting for the right occasion. We figured seeing in the uh, 2022 was the right time to do it. So, All right, nice. How was it? Was it delicious? I could only eat, like a, uh, eat, drink. I could only drink a tiny, tiny amount. Oh, oh my mom's come to join. But so say what? hello to the listeners. Oh, mom. she's here. Oh, <laughs> she's here. She oh, uh, awesome. emerges from her room periodically to drink juice. Nice. Yeah. Take a big poop in the house. <laughs> <laughs> How was your New Year? New Year's was good. Uh, we, uh, of course, we had a couple people over at the Pentley Box. And we uh, we did it right. We did it right. Uh, again, limited in uh, peoples, but um, yeah, we did we did pretty well. We we have to we have to keep that guest list nice and tight, nice and tight. Um, but it was good. It was good. Um, just uh, I, it, imagine building something in your house that's intentionally shaving years off your life. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I had this conversation and I'm like, I, I, I built this. Well, I didn't build shit. I paid for somebody to build it. But it's built and it, it's all, the, 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 the sole purpose of it is to destroy me physically because it's there. It's so convenient, Joe, just to walk over and pour yourself a delicious cold beer from tap. <clears throat> Fantastic. All right. Um, Look, this is this is one of our most popular shows of the year. This is where all the listeners come back, Joel, to uh, because they're hopping on board. They've heard the buzz and they've heard the news of how earth-shatteringly great Wrestle Kingdom was both nights. Yeah, and we we got to be careful here because this is the sort of one that we get the Reddit comments saying, "Oh, well, I tried to listen to them again for their Wrestle Kingdom show, but." Dead, insufferable. <laughs> I only made it five minutes in. <laughs> we, we've got to be on oh, our best on, behavior yeah. here. 
Yeah, I know. Well, you have a New Year's resolution, you know. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm going to be kind to Reddit. Reddit, yeah. I like you. You're all nice. Yes. I've never had a problem. They love me. They don't, they don't like you. That's what it is, right? I hope. No one likes me, Damon. And oh, quite that's right, not true I'm at all. A terrible person. That's not true. I mean, Kevin Kelly does. I mean, even though he doesn't say our names at all during the entire two fucking broadcasts. But that's okay. That's okay. We well, well, I've decided I'm going to, I'm just going to pass myself off as Joel Yentis. And then yeah, why is Joel? Why? I mean, can I ask a very serious? Why is that happening? I mean, he. Uh, I mean, I haven't talked to him in a while. Actually, uh, I'm terrible at texting. But uh, yeah, he's getting all these. Sh- I heard Andrew Rich's name pop up. Who else? Fucking every Tom, Dick, and Harry. <laughs> We're just starting the show from the right. Aren't we? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we really are. Right company. back in the groove. Right back in the groove of things. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. The guy does a fucking uh, two hours with us. Can't can't mention. And here's the thing, too. Here's what I don't like as well. He he says things I say on that goddamn broadcast. You know what I mean? Like things that I know that you would only say if you listen to this show. Now, he's not saying pastrami sandwich and shit. But there's like certain things. It's just like, oh, that sounds very Damon-esque. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe You're an influencer, Damon. I feel like I feel like I am. I'd like to think I am. I'm definitely not anymore. I think I think we're not anymore. I at one point thought we really were. But here's the thing: we purposely pulled back on that shit. Like we don't do scoops with a Z. We don't do fucking. You notice that we don't we don't fucking do that anymore. Because <sighs> nobody talks to us. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> We have no friends. We're we're by ourselves now. We've absent. I think we've achieved our goal, actually. Yeah, so I told you, just systematically alienating our entire listenership until it's just you and me having a private I think we've conversation that's uploaded to the internet. We're I there. Think, we've hit the sweet spot. I think we did it. I think we've done it. I think we've done it. Uh, so if anybody listens, just tweet Joel. <laughs> just say, hey, I'm just going to shout out our one listener. Hi, Damon. Hope yeah. you're enjoying the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, love booze leprechaun. I don't even think Nicole listens anymore. What do you think of that? Uh, yeah, it wouldn't shock me. No one should listen to this. It's a it's terrible true. podcast. That's a good point. It is really awful. Yeah. I'm, this is, you know, I'm deeply embarrassed of having a... You want to end it right now? Podcast. You want to end it right now? <laughs> <laughs> you want to just hit stop? Just be like, I'd right, rather that's it. be caught masturbating over hentai than uh, caught doing a wrestling podcast. Yeah. Every time Mally tries to bring it up with strangers, I'm like, <laughs> <"Shut up." laughs> Right. Well, here's, the, the, again, we've talked about this, but the problem is... She does it every every time we meet a Japanese person. Like, we go to a Japanese uh, restaurant and... Start, <laughs> really? And they start talking and she's just like, oh, my, my husband likes wrestling. And I'm like, kicking her under the table. Uh, like, Shut up. <laughs> and of course, do, do they... Well, see, here's the thing. You could, if they did transition it to sumo, you could pop right in and have that's a what I do. That's what yeah. I do. I'm like, yeah, big big sumo fan. Yeah, yeah. Terra Nafuji, he's he's fantastic. Right. And it's like, no, the other thing. I'm like, no, 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 there's, there's no, no other, other thing. thing. There's no other thing. <laughs> right. right. Trust me, there's not. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, I don't. I don't. I never mention it to anybody. I I, I don't mention it to anybody. Um, because again, I, you have to. I don't have the luxury of of the sumo to fall back on. So you have to kind of explain that it's wrestling. But it's not WWE, but it's kind of like it in the sense of, you know, that is pro wrestling, but it's like this whole fucking thing. And then, of course, anybody who I, you know, anytime some bonehead brings up wrestling that's outside of like wrestling, you know, that has no idea. It's always like 
I don't care how old they are. Jimmy Snooker, uh, Chief J. Strongbow. The person could be 16. How you got Chief J. Strongbow? How the fuck do you know who Chief J. Chief J. Strongbow is? You just go along with it. Just be like, yeah, yeah, they're still wrestling. They're in the main event, actually. Yeah, right, right. It's uh, Jules and Jay against Mr. Saito and Mr. Fuji. Fuck me. Nah, of course, that's not going to happen. Ah, that would be, that would be, uh, that, that, well, let's put it this way. That, that main event probably did happen somewhere in the, in the Northeast at one time. Um, what else is going on? <laughs> Anything good? Anything good? Well, there was a couple of fairly big wrestling shows. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Oh, is that my watch the live? You wouldn't know attendance, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> watch uh, the yeah, live? it was... Oh, yeah, you, you did, because you were uh, staying up all night in agony with great pain. <laughs> busted shoulders. Yeah, my shoulder was fucked up. Um, Isn't that yeah. funny? That you, you, I'm the one with the favorable time zone, but I couldn't watch them live in UK. I, I was... I was... Uh, I think I, I managed to watch most of night one live, but night two, I was out having afternoon tea with my oh, family. Oh, <laughs> look at you. Living... No wonder we stink. You're not even watching the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, I watched it live, um, which was not planned. That's for fucking sure. Uh, it was just, the pain just would just wake me up in the middle of the night, and I just I had to get up. So I would go downstairs, go on the couch, and I'd be like, "Well, we're about fifteen minutes before this thing fucking goes on. Let's pop it on." And then the next thing you know, fucking roosters. That's my rooster imitation. I couldn't do it. How do you do a rooster? Do it. Can you do a rooster imitation for me, Joel? Eggy egg egg. <laughs> what? Eggy, that, yeah, egg, that, egg. Yeah, that's that's what they say in Thailand. That's the, that's a Thai version of a rooster's call. That's a eggy, terrible egg, good eggy, egg, <laughs> egg. egg. Yeah, yes. What does it sound like? Anything they would say. They have brilliant words like that. Like the the word for uh, sort of fidgeting is duk dig duk dig. That that's terrible. Duk dig duk dig. Duk dig duk dig. If I'm fidgeting, we go to the cinema. Something. Stop duk dig duk dig. I make it. All right, here we go. I, here's here's a little party trick for you. Make the sound of, and everybody can play at home if you want. Everybody, if you're in your car, or if you're at home, all three of you. What does, do it, and do it out loud. What does the sound of a machine gun make? Joel? Have I got to do it as well? Yes, of course. Very good. Now. If you ask a different person that same question, you're going to get a different response. It will not be what you did. I guarantee it. I, I, I'll, I guarantee it. It just won't. It depends one on the of those weird gun, though, doesn't it? Maybe you need to refine the question a bit more. Why? What do you mean? No. I, I don't. I, the whole point of it is is make the sound that a machine gun makes. And the funny part about it is everyone's going to have a different response. Somebody's going to go rat tat 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 tat. Some person's going to go. Other person's going to go. Whatever the fuck. Some person's going to go, what, what did they say? I, don't know, I forget. What does the fucking rooster say? Fuck, fuck, what? What was it? Eggy, egg, egg. Eggy, egg, egg. <laughs> Stupid. That's terrible. That is the worst. Eggy, egg, egg. Eggy, egg, egg. I could go for an egg. A nice hard-boiled egg. Hmm. All right. Well, yes. Wrestle Kingdom, Joel. Two nights. The extravaganza. To end all extravaganzas, I saw it live. I did text you a couple times, and then I faded away because I just don't want to text. And and you weren't responding, so that does answer the question of what the fuck were you doing. Um, 
looking after a screaming baby. That's uh, well, listen, listen, you know, you know, two years Can't ago, wait to get that vasectomy. Don't you? <laughs> two years ago, you. Oh, I wish I could have a child. Oh, what was me? Now look at you. Now look at Lana. Listen to you. <laughs> ruined my life. Ruined. You're ruined. Told you. I told you. I told you. You shouldn't have. I told you. But now you wouldn't listen. Anyway, the Instagram pictures are are priceless. Anyway, okay, um, so it's worth it in the end. Yeah, as long as there's right, lights coming in. Yeah. What wrestle? What what <laughs> wrestle? Who uh, wrestle Kingdom? Joel, it's uh, New Japan's uh, flagship event of the year, and uh, really? we are Someone here. Have told them. <laughs> uh, uh, look, all right. Let's let's uh, let's let's get this all out of the way here. That's great. You you taking over the show now? <laughs> I take over the show. <laughs> I'll, 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 let me let me okay. drive the let me drive the train. No, you're not allowed to. I'm taking I'm taking I'm wrestling the, the wheel back. No, okay, I want the wheel. Right. I got the wheel, Neil. I I'm the drunk driver. I got, I got the wheel. I got to get through the questions, Damon. I'm He's ramming it right in the questions. fucking reef. I'm taking this boat down. You kidding me? <laughs> Look at me. I'm doing this. I'm the captain now. <laughs> I'm the captain. Just turn it right. to speed four or whatever number of film runs. <laughs> All right, you you take the fucking wheel. I don't like, I don't like driving anyway. Um, take it. Where are we going? Uh, let's talk about Wrestle Kingdom. This is a, a big wrestling show. The <laughs> fraction of it. Should have told uh, them. Right. Overall, overall thoughts on the two nights without talking specific matches. Um, Bash says, "How much do you think was filler? How much was thriller?" For me, it was forty percent filler and sixty percent thriller. So yeah, what were your overall thoughts on the shows? I think in most cases, most being two nights, um, anything before intermission was largely, it was rare that you got a, a solid match. Now, I will say this. I thought Show and Yo was was good. Um, I, I, here's the thing. I think there were, there were moments that were good on matches that were before intermission. A lot of the things that I sat here and talked about and hoped for and kind of grandstanded for, it didn't actually pan out, right? Especially like the six-man tags where they were fucking row two with a little bit more, little bit more spice. Uh, but by and large, they were fucking row two shows, multi-man tags. Uh, I thought the main events were, if not home runs, they were... They were they were long fly balls. They were they were solid. They were tight. And then you had some good, and then you had some stuff that had me scratching my fucking head. Uh, scale of one to ten, I think we're in a seven. I think we're in a sevens. I don't think I don't think these two shows were near the top. Uh, if we're judging multi event like multi night event Wrestle Kingdoms. Um, hmm. is this, is this, and I, again, I, I think worse is the w- bad word to use here, but is, is it, is it down the, is it the last ranked multi-night Wrestle Kingdom? I think so. I think, I think um, so there were too many skippable matches to really make it hold up. Yeah. Yeah. And matches that, you know, Going in, you were hoping, but here's the thing. Again, there were there were surprises, and there were matches that exceeded my expectations. 
And there, there again, when I turned off those shows, I felt like, okay, I, I, I saw a Wrestle Kingdom. You know, I didn't feel cheated out of a Wrestle Kingdom. Felt like I, I saw a Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I, I mean, look, you got you got a handful of guys that you can thank, and we'll, we'll get into that. By and large, the undercards really were just kind of there, kind of there, kind of there. What you think? Give me give me a number. Oh, it's so difficult because there was just such a gap in quality between best matches and the worst matches and usually that's not quite the case for Wrestle Kingdoms um, I think I would give a, for overall overall two nights overall a six I'm going to go a little bit lower than you okay I mean it's fair I don't think you, I don't think anybody's giving it a ten right and I don't think anybody in their right mind is going like it was a fucking three no 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 six seven I think it's a fair. I think it's a fair grade. If and again, we'll go through every match, but yeah, I think that's that's what I felt when 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 you turned off the show. Did you feel like you got a Wrestle Kingdom event? Yes, and that yes. was I think on the strength of the two main events. Yes, I, I agree. So again, that that's that's what we're looking for. At the end of the day, that's what we're looking for. Now. Was it as, okay, you know, I left, we left last week. I think we were kind of hyped. Did your hype, internal hype level, match the end result? Did that, your internal hype level, that is a phrase that I just made up, your internal hype level, was that at about the same number that your final grade was? I think the actual product in the end exceeded my internal hype level, which was quite low. Um, but I think I was possibly undersell- underselling the, the quality of the main events or the potential quality of the main events. And for me, they really over-delivered and rescued the shows, basically. Okay. And, 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 and I would say I was about even with my hype level to, okay, that, that is this year's Wrestle Kingdom. So I mean I can't you can't knock that I think that's a, I think it's a, to to walk out of that with what we got I'm a, I'm I'm totally okay with and I think in general f- the feedback that I've heard and again very limited I I do distance myself from that I th- I think everybody's been very positive on it or at least positive like we're in the green we're not in the red right. The impression I'm getting is that the shows were poor by Wrestle Kingdom standard, but the top matches were great. Okay. So our Discord would say less than five? I'm not talking to those people. (laughs) I mean, I thought you said it was better. Uh, It's not better, is it? You've been lying this whole time. Okay. Our Discord tends to be higher on matches that the general viewership are lower on and lower on the matches that the general viewership are higher on. Why, do, why is that? Why do you think that is? I, I, I just think they've got a little bit of a contrarian streak in them. All right. That's, not, that's where you make the money. All right. That's where you make the money. Uh, all right. I mean, come on. What do you think about uh, now you're in the Voices of Wrestling Slack? 
Uh, you're an active uh, inv- involver, chitter chatter. You like to like to text away in there and talk pro wrestling. Uh, what's the general feeling in that group? A third of the match is crap. A third of the match is fine. A third of the match match is uh, fantastic. Okay. Uh, I mean that's that's what it was, right? I mean that's I mean that's what it was. All right. What about your Brazzers chat? <laughs> Can I ask you about the attendance? What your thoughts on that were actually? Because uh, uh, Derek says um, Eastern Lariat reported night two attendance down from half to six thousand three hundred and seventy nine. Should the company be panicking about this going forward, and whether or not they can do a two night Wrestle Kingdom in future? Uh, it was about seven k last year, so I mean, it's pretty similar based on last year's two-night COVID situation. Uh, Jamie says, with low night two attendance, can any conclusions be drawn about the popularity of Will Ospreay? I, I don't think so. I, I'm not willing to make any conclusions about anything based on these numbers because even when there wasn't a pandemic, night two uh, in 2020 yeah. was, uh, what, about 10,000 fewer attendance yeah. than night one? Yeah. Night one is January 4th at the Tokyo Dome. It's got that main value. You're always going to get a lot more people turning up for that. The night two thing is always a hard sell, regardless of you who, who you put in the main event. So, I mean, if you want to say that, oh, Osprey is not a draw, then you've got to put that on Okada as well. And you've got to throw the same accusations at Ibushi and Jay White last year. I just think the night two is a tough sell and pandemic, pandemic, pandemic. I think that that's just my, I'm hand-waving that personally. I mean, keep in mind, you're getting you're not getting the casual fans on a night two, right? Your casual fans are going to go to night one. Uh, and I know that the idea is, well, we'll draw them in. Night one will sell them and we'll be back again from that. That's a, that's a tough sell. You know what I mean? Like asking people to do, like if you're flying over there, like, like us would, like we would do. Uh even even for us, it was well, the second night. We were, we were. I don't know if everybody was ready for night two as much as they were for night one. Night one, you're fucking hyped. You're excited. You're ready to go. That's that's a big commitment for people, I think. And and again, they didn't have the luxury of having people flying in. So you're looking at you're looking at hardcore. You're looking at a hardcore base of fans that are going to go double dipping. What is it? Three hours? Four hours? It's a, it's a long fucking day. Um, you got to be into the product. And, you know, I, I don't know if that's the case. Uh, look, I, I know everyone. Here's the thing. It's hard. I, I don't want to say it's hard. It, it shouldn't be. But apparently it is. It's hard for them to pull back on two, off of two nights. Like, I just feel like the general perception is, is that we can't do two nights. So we're going to go back to one night. I, I mean, I don't understand. I'd rather. I think Wrestle Kingdom it should be one night. I think, I think the novelty of two nights is tough, um, especially with fucking COVID and the restrictions and all that shit. Like, truth be told, I know that they booked the arena, and I don't know what it would take to be like to get out of that lease agreement, or I, I don't know. I, I'm talking out my ass, so I, I so I can't say. But it just like knowing what the world was and what kind of crowds they might expect to draw, it wouldn't have been a bad idea to just say, you know what, we're going to hold back on two nights. 
we're just going to do one. And I don't think anyone would would blame them, right? Like, why would any, no one would blame them? And and again, look, you heard the positivity in Kevin Kelly's voice. You heard uh, a lot of people getting excited, thinking that, okay, once this turns the corner, we're fucking flying high. And again, what they when they say that they're and they've been looking to book at Fukuoka Dome for a while, right, Joel? Like that that's like that being public really is maybe one of the worst kept secrets in pro wrestling. Because they've been looking for domes and big buildings and baseball stadiums for a while. Um and Fukuoka being one of them, uh, running to Antaku. So but even with that said, it does seem a little ambitious in this climate to me, right? Yeah, I agree. And this whole thing of oh well, when the clap crowds are gone and when we're we've been saying it for two years. Travel, yeah, I'm not. I can't. I can't do that anymore. Just I, we'll talk about it when it happens. Yep. But I think we have to review the products we have now, not the products we hope we're going to get in some distant future. Yeah, and again, we've been saying what for two years. Hey, hang on, hang on. You know when you know, and and trust me, when it does happen, I think it will be amazingly great. We don't know. No one knows. They don't know. So yeah, that could be years away. It could be years away. I mean, nobody thought it would be this long. And it doesn't seem like we're getting any, <laughs> we're doing any better. You know, we got tennis stars fucking getting kicked out of Australia. We got, we got it all. It's still, it's the same. We have not moved an inch. It feels like we got Ontario and Canada shut down, locked down, Joel. Ontario, Toronto, shut down. Restaurants closed. I, I hate to bring I'm not going to bring it to this. My point being is that we don't know what the fuck's going to happen in um, oh, next week, let alone a year from now. What was your experience with the commentary? Uh, William says, anyone else notice that the crowd noise is always louder on the Japanese feed? Can they please go back to one January 4th event? Uh, I, I'm with you on the one event. I think that will be... Better personally, but uh, I understand they got money to make. But yeah, in terms of the commentary feeds, what did you go with? Uh, just, I mean, they're doing it from their house, you know, and there's going to be delays and there's going to be internet connection issues and there's going to be, you're not going to get perfect sound quality. Uh, um, you know, it's going to, it's, it's tough sled. So yeah, uh, it was not, there were, there were moments where it was worse than others, but uh, you know, if, if you wanted to listen to English commentary, that's what you had to do. Uh, I'm sure the Japanese commentary didn't have that same problem because they were sitting at ringside. Um, but yeah, when you when you heard he was doing it from home, it, you know that's that's what are you gonna do, right? But honestly, that that's probably one of the least of my concerns. That that I was easy, easily hand waving because what are you gonna do? I mean, the, the guy's fucking waking up at two o'clock earlier than that to. to to do live commentary for everybody. He's doing it over yeah, the I mean, fucking we, we expected that going in. You know what you're going to get with a remote commentary. Yeah. Uh, I just, I tend to listen to the English live when it's available. And then if I rewatch stuff, I rewatch in Japanese. Like I rewatch the main event in Japanese. So then you get a bit more of an authentic audio experience there. Yeah. It's, a, it's going to be much cleaner, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're hooked right into their fucking, the main audio. So, yeah. Um, so you're not going to get the background noise. And, and of course, there's always the, the fucking distraction with the when they have to cut the music for the entrances, for the um, 
you know, the copyright issues, that's always a problem. And then, and then Chris Charlton's screaming at you through your TV because the levels are all off. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Chris Charlton's screaming in your living room. It's not the great, greatest. No offense, Chris. I'm used to people screaming at me at early hours in the morning. You should. Uh, all right, let's get into it then. So January 4th, the opening match was the New Japan Rambo. So the final four advanced to the KFPW. 2022 four-way and our final four after 27 minutes and 14 seconds were chase owens shima minoru suzuki and toriyano so what did you think of this one um i mean it was a lot of nonsense right a lot of uh shenanigans a lot of uh battle royal style pro wrestling which again uh might not translate well to a uh audience gearing up for uh wrestling people love it though I think the biggest draw is who's coming, who's popping out. Uh, Tatsumi Fujinami looking all of 70-something years old, rocking out. Everybody wanted to take the big dragon screw leg whip. I thought that was cool. Everybody was lining up for that. They couldn't wait to fucking take that bump. Um, I mean, I don't have a problem with any of the, the final four. I think a couple of them we actually even said would be there. Um it was disappointing, I guess, at the time. And I even texted you when Suzuki was in that final four that, oh, or even when, he, when his fucking music hit, when he was going down the ring, you're kind of like, oh, well, that, that took care of that surprise for Shibata, didn't it? <laughs> I was like, fuck. What do they got? That was the opposite. I thought, oh, well, they must have something better for the Shibata match. So that actually made me more excited. Do you think? I mean, not. I mean, now I know we're jumping ahead, but and we don't have to no, just no, save it. Save it. Save it. All save right, it. we're saving it. All right. But yes, I was disappointed to hear his music then. Um, in hindsight, all right, we'll, we'll do that again. We're going to get to it, but um, I mean, the match was was the match. If if you enjoyed hearing the countdown clock and being excited that, uh, who fucking knows? You know, whomever is is hobbling down the ramp. Getting in, tens on, yeah, and seeing is, people refusing to take bumps in a silly match <laughs> as they should. Then, exactly. Yeah, I, I was I I was pleasantly surprised by Shima's appearance. Uh, and my working theory at the time of why he was there was that it was an administrative error. Someone in the company told someone else to get in touch with the drinks company Zima. <laughs> To provide refreshment for the wrestlers, and they misheard, and everything got muddled up, and ends up as it always does in wrestling with Shima getting a payday or two paydays. But yeah, he had a really nice exchange with Master Watto during the match. Uh, apparently, they worked together before in Mexico, so uh, yeah, nice bit of chemistry there. And I'd like to see more. There, there's a bit of news here from the Voices of Wrestling. It's a, a loose, unofficial relationship, a friendly relationship with Glate. People both sides who want to see it develop into something more. Uh, Liger, apparently. Liger's a big Strong Hearts fan. Uh, so we'll see if anything more comes of that. But uh, yeah, that was our New Japan Rambo. Well, Light and breezy, fun stuff, as yeah. always. They like, uh, they're all about the, the partnerships now, right? They're all, all about the partnerships now. So why not? Gleet, Freedoms, who else can we, who, who else can we grab? Get involved with, it'd be great. Uh, this would be the point 
where I uh, drop in a, an amusing reference to a small Japanese independent wrestling promotion that will be a terrible fit and everyone <laughs> chuckles, but uh, those jokes are not funny. So, oh, come um, on. I, that was a funny joke. I did a funny joke. That was a funny yeah, yours, joke. Yours is funny, but... It, it, okay. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to be grumpy this year. Oh, my That's God. You're, you're starting off with a bang. All right. Uh, first match was a special singles match. Yo defeating Show, 12 minutes, 32 seconds, following the five-star clutch. Uh, yeah, you said you liked this one. I'm a bit surprised. The, the reception of this seems to be fairly negative, I would say. I don't think it was the best Show versus Yo match. Certainly since Show's turn, I think this is the weakest match they've had between the three. I was expecting, or not expecting, hoping for a sort of blood feud level style match, given mm. that they've wrestled twice before. Uh, and this this wasn't that. This was just sort of absolutely fine. This is the kind of match I think you'd expect to see like night eight, best of the super juniors, like yeah. in the middle of the cards, you know, <laughs> 12 minutes in and out. Nothing really remarkable about it. Actually, my favorite bit about it was a uh, show pulling his funny faces. That bit where he put his, where he was putting his fingers in his ears for Yo's music and then shushing the <laughs> absolutely silent crowd before the wrench attack. <laughs> I know. I was <laughs> I, I found that genuinely too. funny. Yeah. But, uh, I was I like, they're not making any this. noise. They can't make any noise. <laughs> you texted me saying, everyone looks like a boob. So yeah, what did you think of this one? <laughs> everyone looked like a boob. Uh, no, they, I didn't, I like, you're right. Uh, but truth be told, no matter what our wishes were you knew this wasn't going to turn into, you know, Tully Blanchard and Magnum TA, right? This was this was going. To, they were going to work a a, a wrestling match, um, and I thought the wrestling match was good. And here's the thing: little by little, Yo has gone from a guy who I'm completely fucking hand waving to at least somewhat interesting. I, I don't know if, it, if it's his new look. I don't know if it's like his somewhat casual. I don't know. He looks different. And when I say Is different, the white I, sweater. You're a big fan of the white sweater. I do like that. He's got a little, he's got a little Liam Gallagher look going on. I like it. Uh, the Parker. Um, Must be a nightmare. Like eating. Oh, I've spilled food down. Oh, damn it. It's in the crevice. It's like fucking. I was going to say something. It's never going to come out. I was like, she's white. <laughs> Terrible. Um, <laughs> you ruined it. Um, yes. But no, no, I thought the match was good. I thought the match, I mean, look, it wasn't what I wanted, and it wasn't what I don't think anybody wanted. Uh, it's kind of should have expected it. And yeah, I thought it was good. Second match was a six-man tag match with El Fantasmo, Ishimori, and Kenta against Rocky Romero, Ryusuke Taguchi, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Damon. <sighs> The ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, yeah. January 4th, yep. the iconic date, yep. Wrestle Kingdom, Tokyo Dome, losing via disqualification after eight minutes and 40 seconds Unbelievable. in a six-man tag in the second match. Unbelievable. And then when you take into consideration all the shit that we saw throughout the entire night of chairs being used, interference, I mean, it was I mean, yes, it was very blatant that he was hitting him with this fucking kendo stick. But a disqualification just to get over that dis- no DQ the, f- the next night. I couldn't believe what I was saying. I got to be honest with you. I could not believe that they actually went with that. I, I, it blew, it, I was laughing so hard. I don't, I don't think I've laughed that hard in a week. Uh, wh- why? 
Like what? Come on, really? Uh, like, like you? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. And again, we're fast forward and we're going back and forth. Evil Chomohiro Ishii. Correct me if I'm wrong. And I know the ref is being distracted. Okay, great. But you, there's like you, you don't hear anything else. You hear, you hear ice cream machines humming in the background because it's so quiet in the fucking building. Yet. No one can hear a steel chair draped across somebody's head and someone swinging for the fences. Like nobody turns. Come on, like that's the shit that just drives me nuts. Like, huh. how many disqualifications have there been in New Japan in in I don't know a year, two years? How many do you remember? The only one that is particularly memorable for me was I think it was the. 2017 or 2018 G1 where Michael Elgin got disqualified against Yano for a phantom groin shot. Yeah. <laughs> I just found that particularly funny considering all the other shit that like, uh, what was it? The firing squad, the bullet club guys who are getting away with it. At the time. Right. I cannot believe that they decided to go that route. That was just like, nobody looked at each other. And, uh, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> oh, come on. Holy moly. Yeah, I can't believe I was that flabbergasted by a, a a third match on a Wrestle Kingdom show. But here we are. I just I like to imagine Tanahashi like covered it. Okay, right, January fourth, biggest show of the year. Hiroshi Tanahashi, one of the most iconic wrestlers. What have you got for me, lads? Uh, okay, so sit down. Right. <laughs> All right, we're, we're building for the next night, man. That's what we're doing. Ugh. No one, no one watching that show was like, wow. Tanahashi's really going to lay it to Kenta then. Like, no, nobody was. Nobody cared. Oh. Go g- pile on, Reddit. Word negative tonight. <laughs> I won. Oh, boy. All right. Nobody, nobody. But here's the thing, though. Nobody, no, everybody's scratching their head just like us, right? We're, we can't be the only fucking ones that are sitting here like, what in the blue fuck is that? Uh, half the people are uh, outraged and saying, oh, look, this is, I can't believe this is Wrestle Kingdom. What have they, you know, they've murdered, they've butchered my boy. Uh, and the other half are saying, calm down. There's always been nothing multi-man tag matches on Wrestle Kingdoms in the past. Stop getting so upset. So I, really? I just enjoyed have there been? watching the two sides. I mean, there's been, there's been nonsense, but have there been five, what, how long ago? Five minutes? DQ finish. Please let me know when that happened. Uh, moving on, third match, uh, another six-man tag, which was Osprey, Great Okan, and Jeff Cobb defeating Bushi, Sanada, and Naito. Osprey pinned Bushi after nine minutes, 20 seconds, following the Hidden Blades. Uh, the only note I've got from this is a comment in our Discord from uh, John, who said, okay, I'm excited for Naito versus Cobb. Can we pin Bushi now, please? <laughs> and lo and behold, but ding uh, This was a... I don't even... I, I mean, Osprey sat on the fucking chair the whole match, right? So... Okay, wasn't even it wasn't even like he got Osprey's offense in there a lot. Uh, I don't know. This this was a rude two fucking tag match. Like like these two matches had me really worried, <laughs> like for the rest of the night. Like, like it was like, oh my god, these guys have shit the bed. <laughs> like this is this is what we've come up with. This is what we got, and it was like, oh lordy. Uh, yeah, again, things got better as we said, but whew, it was it was off to a bumpy start, right? Like like after this match, were you sitting there like, 
oh my god they they, they have they have to fucking really blow away here because we're starting off really rough. Yes. Yeah. That was my exact feeling. I thought that this is a three, the weakest opening to a Wrestle Kingdom, like the weakest opening three matches that I could remember, certainly. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling. Like, I mean, listen, we've had Rambos for the past couple of years, at least. And they've been okay. They've been various degrees of, okay, whatever. Um. I mean, listen, we had, what, Billy Gunn one fucking year, right? Remember that? Uh, we've had our highs and lows, but yeah, I was I was, I was, was legitimately questioning why am I watching this after those matches. It was, it was a rough sled, that's for sure. Fourth match was the special singles match with Katsuyori Shibata defeating Ren Narita after 11 minutes, 46 seconds mm-hmm. by PK. Now, uh, the... We've got conflicting stories here. So the Wrestling Observer are saying that Shibata went into business for himself, changing the rules at the last minute and making it a normal wrestling match, uh-huh. uh, which Shibata himself said afterwards. Uh, Voices of Wrestling saying that they're hearing otherwise, that the source literally laughed in their face when they mentioned the idea of Shibata going into business for himself. And they, they think that this was all planned. Uh, I tend to lean more towards the latter. I think it's just a bit of a work. Uh, although I do, I do like the idea of Shibata just deciding to change the rules at the last bit. Like when did, did that supposedly happen? Was that like in the ring as they were doing the entrances? Like Shibata's just sort of whispering to Ren, Ren, I'm, I'm changing the rules. We're going to do a proper wrestling match. I'm going to, I'm going to, absolutely batter you with yeah. elbows and kicks. I hope that's all right. And <laughs> Ren's sweating. He's like, well, uh, c- 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 can I hit you, Shibata? <laughs> no, you can't. You're not allowed to hit me, but I'm going to kick the shit out of you. Right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, he's like fucking Bruiser Brody changing up finishes in the ring. Oh, look at him. Um, look, I think, one, I don't care whose idea it was. I don't care if it was they're backstage and they say, hey, you know what? Let's fucking change this up because we know this is a bit weird. We'll just call it weird how this is all kind of transpired. Can you do a wrestling match? Yeah, of course I can. Fuck it. Do whatever you got to do. Or it's Shibata having it in his mind the whole fucking time saying, I don't give a shit what this promotion is saying. I'm going in and doing what the fuck I want to do. That would be cooler. You know what I mean? Like, that would be, all right, Shibata, you are pushing the fucking envelope of being a complete badass, right? Like, that would that would add to the legend of people really digging this dude. right? Kind of rightfully so. Like, that for him to go into business for himself, as the kids say, um, and to do that, the idea of that is pretty great. I kind of doubt that happened. I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. Kind of, I don't know. Uh, Like, I mean, stranger things have happened in pro wrestling. Not, not in recent times, I don't think. Um, Any way they slice it, though, the match turned out for the better to me. Um, You're you're a bit disappointed with the opponent? You're hoping for someone? Well, yes. Yes. But again, I said a couple shows ago that I think everybody's is gearing themselves up for a bit of a disappointment. Like this is going to be a young lion or a trainee or, or um, something along those lines. Now, I did not specifically name Ren Narita, but 
I mean, that's the kind of the bucket we were pulling from, right? Like when when we were talking about this, I think I even said I, I might have even said uh, Carl Fredericks or uh, 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 Connor. You know, it's just somebody like along those lines. But yeah, Renneria makes perfect sense, sure. And I think other people kind of guessed that too. Am I disappointed with that? I think the match was 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 good. I thought it was made better that they called the audible. Um, I would have loved to have, you know, somebody else. I would have loved to have had Shibata because now you're on the edge of your fucking chair. Like you, you're Shibata a wrestling Shibata. I'm, I'm sorry. Did I say uh, Suzuki? I'm sorry, <laughs> it's a Spider-Man meme. Um, you know, you know, like Suzuki, even Sakuraba, the name, the name that was being thrown around. Um, I don't know stuff along those lines. Uh, I think a, a little bit of a sexier name, but I think, but I, you know, the, the match was good. The match was, I thought the match was really good. And again, made better that they did call the audible, no matter how it turned out. I just think that I think there was a lot of people that, and right or wrong, had their heads set on it being somebody um, with a little bit, little sexier name. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I think it was a very fitting choice in the end. And I'm glad that they used it to elevate a, a young up-and-coming talent mm-hmm. uh, given this big spot. I was actually kind of waiting for the heel turn from narrator at the end. I thought he was going to like kick him in the head or something, but he didn't. But uh, I'm, I'm glad they didn't in the end. It's, yeah, it's a nice story. Shibata wrestling is protege. And like, I've been saying for months and months and months, Damon, that New Japan Strong has low-key been the Ren Narita project. Yeah. That they've been using that to quietly build him up and give him big singles matches and establish him, uh, get, getting him ready for positions like this. And you can see, by the way, he's booked on strong. And now this has vindicated my theory that the, the company are extremely high on him and he's got a very bright future ahead of him. Like This is a huge seal of approval. Uh, and the match, like, not a brilliant in-ring match. I mean, this is where things like star ratings uh, are less useful because putting a star rating on this doesn't really give you the, the full story, does it? It's a great moment and a great story between them. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, it is, it's, it, it's handcuffed in the sense that it's not possible to have, you know, this multi-star classic. Uh, but it was a moment. And yeah, I think it means a lot to have a guy like Renarita in there, right? I mean, that's... They chose him. And he chose him. So, yeah, I think that's uh, positive all around. And uh, we'll get over the fact that it wasn't you know, as sexy a name as maybe some people had wanted. But I think it worked out in the end. Then there was a, an announcement that New Japan are going to be back on Access TV what? in the States. Uh, Derek says, what's up with the Access TV deal? I thought Anthem dumped them for impact. They did. They, could, they signed them back. <laughs> um, look, it, I... I, I will guess, and I could be wrong, I don't have the numbers in front of me, um, when New Japan was on Access TV, the numbers were better than what is currently on now. Um, it's a positive. I don't think anybody's... Uh, I was I was actually surprised, and again, Kevin Kelly, once again, if you if you listen to the show... You would have heard Kevin mention, you know, US TV right around the corner, blah, blah, blah. He didn't mention Access TV, mind you. But he did, you know, clue you in 
that it was coming sooner than later. So uh, it was good. I think it's good. I mean, I mean, they're not making this. This is not like a Fox sports deal, you know, where, you know, the company's, you know, now jumping in coins like Scrooge McDuck. That's not happening. But it's exposure. And, you know, I was skeptical of this, but. And it, and it might have been a different time and a different place, but a lot of people, that's how they got their content, the New Japan content. Like, they would watch it on Access. Um, I was kind of shocked by that. Let's see what, Let's see if it takes off. Let's see if it helps. Let's see if it if it draws people back to the world, as, as Kevin had said. Um, I think... It has to happen. Like, like you have to have TV in some capacity in the states. Have to, have to, um, and it'll make it easier for other people to tour. <laughs> right? Okay, it'll work out in the end. I'm sure one of the reasons they renewed is that they are seeing hot matches like the fifth match on the show, which was the Never Championship match that everyone's talking about. Damon, Evil defeating Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, becoming the new Never Openweight Champion after 12 minutes, 10 seconds. Uh, Shane says, how is every House of Torture match a five-star classic? <laughs> this yeah. is what I mean. We've got uh, 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 one of our Discord members, friend of the show, Andrew, going to the Tokyo Dome wearing his House of Torture t-shirt, loving really? every second of it. I mean, it does amuse me, David, how much outrage there is over this match. Like, have you guys over not seen any evil matches lately? Yeah. <laughs> this this is what he does now. Like, where's the surprise here? Really? People are upset over yeah. this match specifically or not just the whole yeah. body of, of yeah. House of Torture work? Wow, yeah. really? Uh, well, this match, they, they were especially upset about this. I mean, it's like getting angry at a baby for shitting itself. And, right. and look, the match was... It was pretty crap, especially when you consider there is a, a proud never title history of matches at Wrestle Kingdom. You know, matches like Shibata versus Goto, Suzuki versus Goto, uh, Ibushi Osprey, Cobb Shingo last year. And <laughs> now we get like this episode of the Three Stooges. But at the very least, I think uh, this match made me chuckle. It was, a, it was a good laugh, especially I think there was a bit with uh, Ishii getting low blow during a, a Brain Buster setup that I thought was very, very funny. Uh, but I, I can find the match silly and entertaining whilst also thinking that never title matches at Wrestle Kingdom should be better than this. But then also at the same time, enjoying all the people arguing about it online. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I think Chris Charlton summed it up when he called it a clown car. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of people running in that ring. Look, um, if anything, what this will prove to you is that either A, they don't give a shit and they're going to do it anyway. And all of your bitching and moaning is just wasted breath. Um, can, can I interject with the questions here? Because we've yes, got a lot of questions along please. those lines. I'll, I'll um, be more than happy. Uh, Kamano Ray says, why does New Japan continue to push House of Torture despite its near universal go-away heat from Western fans? I don't know how Japanese fans feel. Um, apparently they feel the same. Uh, Multiverse A says, in all seriousness, does anyone, including Dick Togo, actually enjoy the House of Torture shenanigans? Even when all the BS paid off, when Yo thwarted show, all I could think of was that this was a waste. The less said about evil Ishii, the better. William says, why do they continue to do House of Torture heat spots with a crowd who cannot boo, save it for vocal crowds. <laughs> right, that's another great point. Um, I, listen, I'm I, I'm waving your flag I'm right there. I agree with all of your questions. The problem is, is that the only answer I have to give you is, is that's what they want to do. <laughs> right? They 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 don't care. They honestly don't care unless there is. 
unless we flood the inbox of New Japan Pro Wrestling at NJPW 1972, unless that those that inbox is flooded, then maybe, maybe somebody would hear it. But unless that's done, <laughs> I don't know. Well, no. People only do that when people say stupid things on Twitter. No, right. Um, look, it's it's uh, the best thing I can tell you is this, and I and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Fast forward, you know what you're going to get, and if it if it makes you if it puts you in a bad spot, if it makes you angry, if it disappoints you, if it's fast forward, you know what you're going to get. Just fast fast forward is a wonderful tool. Wonderful. It allows you to skip over the shit that you don't want to watch. Now, if you're watching a live event, this is a perfect time. Make yourself a sandwich. Grab yourself a cold beer. Maybe remove some stool from your body. Who knows? But know that eh, give yourself about 10 minutes. Wiggle room. Maybe go outside. Go stretch your legs a little bit, right? Kiss your wife or your husband. Pet your dog. I don't know. But there's got to be something better for you to do than to subject yourself to that which is the house of torture, right? I've decided to take that route. I'm a fast-forwarding motherfucker because I don't give a fuck about evil. I don't give a fuck about Dick Togo. I don't give a fuck about house of torture. I don't care. I've seen enough of it. Fast-forward. And they're out of your life. Your life will be so much happier, so much more. Yeah, much I think, more you know, like I said before, I think we should be grateful that this is relegated to the mid card. Yeah, it's never, and they made it easy for you. Anytime you see never, you know. That's my uh, egg, egg, egg. <laughs> that's fast forward. Right, fast forward. That's all you got to do. And, if you, and again, if you're watching live. Do some calisthenics. Let's let's be the most fit fans in all of pro wrestling. <laughs> or go and get some refreshments. Yeah, that's exactly. Go and have a poo. Yep, yep, yep. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That is what I'm saying. So, to answer the question, <laughs> I was going to ask you: Are you looking forward to the rematch with a lumberjack stipulation? As hinted at in the backstage comments. Uh, I, I you're going to have to tell me how it is. I ain't watching it. I'm just not, it's not, it is not going to, that those images will not reach my retina and will not be logged in my head. Skipperoo, kangaroo. That brings us to the sixth match, which is the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Championship match with the World Tag League winners, Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto, defeating the champions, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi, after 50 minutes, 27 seconds, following the Naraku finishing move. Uh, this was Yoshihashi's first IWGP, so his first uh, victory holding... Uh, what are you trying to the say? The first time he's won a title that has IWGP on it. Hey, so... A nice moment for him. I've really enjoyed the Yoshihashi story. He's gone from a bag of socks to someone who I think legit deserves this championship. So I've really enjoyed this two-year build where the thought of him winning something like this at Wrestle Kingdom 
would have in previous years been a joke, but now he really deserves it. So yeah. I've enjoyed his meteoric rise to becoming a tag team champion. Um, I did like at the end also Tai Chi giving him a big hug. Tai Chi's got pure baby face. He really there. has. The, yeah, the, the post-match promo with Dangerous Tech has put them over very, very graciously. And it sounds like Dangerous Tech is going to focus on singles competition this year. Next program looks like it's going to be uh, Goto and Yoshihashi versus Evil and Yujiro. So Ooh. look forward to that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this match was it's pretty good. I mean, it was nothing to write home about, but uh, yeah, absolutely fine. I liked, I liked it a lot. It. I liked it. Um, yeah, Yoshihashi is probably still like one of those guys that you know, people have struggle a little bit. They struggle a little bit. To, to to put in their mind of you know where he is and where the company sees and again he was notoriously called the bag of socks right we got to find a new bag of socks he's not the bag of socks anymore he hasn't been for quite a while so we need to find a new bag of socks somebody to carry that mantle it's kind of like the KOPW uh, championship bag of socks super jake has bag of socks um I was a little disappointed because it did feel like the end of Techers, and I that and I thoroughly enjoyed that tag team. Um, I was happy for for Yoshihashi because 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 for maybe the first time, even with the never six man titles, you always felt like he was never the, a serious guy, and he felt like for the first time, like to me, he felt like a serious guy. Like, he felt like a serious. Guy and not just like a placeholder guy, uh, and I was happy for him. I mean, he's worked very hard to to get there. Um, many seemed like every time he would he it would start, he would take two steps back. He still has that less than confident look on his face all the time, though. That's for sure. He, he really does. I feel so bad for him. He just looks he just looks so uh, anxious and awkward. I feel bad. Um, but look at him go. Look at him go. And I know lots of people are feeling the same way as I am. That will lead us to the semi-main event, the seventh match, which is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match, where the champion, El Desperado, successfully defending against Hiromu Takahashi after 60 minutes, 18 seconds with a pinche loco. Curtis says, does any Wrestle Kingdom look go harder than white on white on white El Desperado? I agree. He looks absolutely tremendous there. Uh, and I agree, yeah. Don't even feel like there's competition, as Curtis says. There was a really interesting tweet thread from our friend uh, Jay Michael, who talked about El Desperado's pre-Wrestle Kingdom press conference, which was really, really interesting, uh, where he talked about the first stage when he made his return after his excursion and how underwhelming he thought that was. He thought it was a failed experiment. Uh, his frustration at being left out of the Liger retirement, uh, which you can see really sort of stings at him. Um, but he learned from that. He he was defiant. He wanted to improve and get better and, and stake his claim in the division. And I think he's he's really done that. He's still got that sort of self-deprecating charm to him. He doesn't like, really like praising himself, but he realizes that he is in control here. And he is, if he can, you know, pull his socks up and, and achieve his potential, he can be the guy in this division. Uh, so... I think in wrestling, there's often this sort of misguided belief, Damon, that each subsequent match in a rivalry needs to be longer and more epic than the one that came before it. But in my opinion, I think it's more important that the matches show uh, narrative and thematic progression rather than just being longer or with cooler moves and spots. I think 
we're at the point now with these two wrestlers and their feud that Despy has worked through his inferiority complex where in the past against Haram, he would have cheated or, or worked a limb to beat him in years gone by. I think they've worked through their little love-hate psychological drama during last year's Best of the Super Juniors final, which I still think is their best match. But I don't think this match at Wrestle Kingdom should have been a 40-minute epic with unmasking and character drama because they've done that. This is the next chapter in the story where Despy needs to go out and prove that he's the better wrestler. They know each other inside out by now. There are no secrets, no tricks, no hidden twists, no mind games. There's no gamesmanship. It's just two elite athletes going out there to beat the shit out of each other, basically, and see who the best man is. Don't hold anything back. This one didn't need to go 30-plus minutes. I thought it was the perfect length. It's basically a 60-minute closing stretch. It was exhausting to watch in the best way. Yeah. I thought the pace was unbelievable. It was a, a, a real athletic spectacle to see these two guys just battering each other. There was no downtime and a fantastic finish where Despy puts Hiromu away really conclusively to show that it's his time and, and he's the top dog in the division and maybe we can sort of freshen things up a bit here because Despy called out Seymour, called out El Lindemann after the match and, and of course there's a specter of Ryu Lee hanging over everything if and when he can make it back. Uh, and then the next day he tapped out to Master Huato. So uh, <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see where this goes. But in terms of this match and what it means for Despy himself, I loved it. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it on, on the preview show, how important it was and how much more it would mean to elevate a guy like Despy. Um, I think everybody was kind of jonesing for it. Everybody really wanted it to happen. Um, and the fact that it paid off was great. Um, I thought the match was, was, was perfectly paced, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm in full agreement with you there. Um, they didn't need to do uh, a long, drawn-out it was it, i wouldn't say it was a sprint but it was you know uh, uh, let's put it this way uh, it left you wanting a little bit more didn't it like you could have you could have easily have said okay squeeze in another five and and it would not have hurt the quality of the match i don't think um and that to me sometimes makes it feel like even better than that 38 35 over 30 minute match um, I thought Hiromo was spectacular. I thought Despy was spectacular. Um, yeah, the definitive win, perfect. I, 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 it, it need the show needed it, that match. Right, <laughs> it really did. It felt like it was like okay, we 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 start we we had the Shibata, good. We had the the tag, which I I did enjoy, but this helped. Okay, we're in Wrestle Kingdom season. That this is the first real solid taste you got of it. Um, yeah, very good. And and yes, Joel, dark match. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club Slab Pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous 
brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you, you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying oh, hey look at some random cards or whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. And you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash vow net arena club.com slash vow net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network dark match the guy the guy can't even have 24 hours to fucking feel like he's an important cog in this wheel less than 24 hours the guy's tapping. Well, he was them. he was beaten up, Damon. He was, the, the physical effects of the this war with Hiromu had taken its toll, <sighs> and Master Huato was able to capitalize on that. He was fresher. He was the fresher man. Uh, I he had the help of Tenkozi to get. I, I want to drive, then swim across the Pacific Ocean and grab you by the throat and choke you for saying those words. <laughs> I and I will tap out like El Desperado <laughs> did against Master Huato. Master fucking, I understand we like the idea is to turn Master Huato into a uh, legitimate contender. I get it, absolutely, no doubt. They could have done that at any one of the numerous Road Two shows leading up to this show, couldn't they? I mean, have Watto pin somebody else or tap out a couple of other people. To make them as, and then have him show up like every other fucking title challenge, show up in the ring and point a finger. But you're going to have the guy who just won the fucking title and had a moment less than 24 hours tap on a dark match. It boggled my fucking mind. Once again, another thing that boggled my fucking mind. Like, I don't, look. Say what you will. You got people have to admit that we're we're not out of line here, right? We're, I mean, these are legitimate head scratching moments, right? Tell me that. Yeah, it's uh, not a choice that I would have made. I think you could. There were other ways of setting up Watto as a challenger, but uh, I mean, 
it was a pre-show match that a lot of people wouldn't have seen. I think the important thing is that Despy got his big win. I mean, this is a huge win. January 4th, semi-main event. I think I don't think the Watto thing really takes too much of the shine off of what is a, a tremendous accomplishment from El Desperado. I hate I hate to I hate to say it, but the minute it happened, it felt like it cheapened it. I'm I'm not gonna to me, it did. I was I, uh, come on. Can you imagine that? Give me any other scenario where that would make sense. I mean, make it like at New Beginning or make it like a Road 2 show at New Beginning. I would have I would have zero problem with that. Like if that were done at a a a at you know Cork and Hall leading up to New Beginning or whatever the next show is, I, I would have no problem. The next night in a dark match, it feels like 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 if no, it feels like it feels like like the booking committee was just like. Uh, we forgot to set this up, so we gotta make this happen tonight <laughs> because we fucking forgot to do it before. Uh, we're gonna do it tonight. That's what it felt like. Oh well, look, Despy's uh, Despy's made of uh, made of steel. He can he can uh, he can come back from anything, right? Right? No. Yeah. Um, Andrew also says, "What is the next step for Hiromu? Despy looks to be headed for Watto and Stronghearts. Is heavyweight a possibility for Hiromu? Mm. Any next move dependent on guys like Watto and Yo stepping up more?" I mean, I know it was like a little taste of it on night two. How did much did you enjoy Hiromu and uh, Zach's exchange? I definitely did. I could. Uh, I, let's put it this way: I would have no problem whatsoever. None. Whatsoever, if that was the direction they went, they went with Hiromo. If they said, "Okay, you're stepping up, big boy time," I would have no problem with that at all because I think that would be fun. That that's that's truly going to give you matchups that you never thought you were going to see. The main event eighth match was the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match with Kazuchika Okada defeating Shingo Takagi, 35 minutes 44 seconds by the Rainmaker. When you saw. Okada coming out in his Inoki-inspired gear, the robe, the haircut, looking absolutely majestic in that Tokyo Dome main event ring, where he belongs. You could just call it off, call off WrestleKing and just give him the titles and, and wrap it up because there was no way that anyone else was coming out of these events holding that belt. He just he just looks like a god. Yep. And a lot of a lot of people have said that, but I just when I saw him in that gear, I was like, this man's a god. Yep. And I'm privileged to watch him. I agree. A thousand percent. Um, the one thing I did like about Wrestle Kingdom and the two shows was there felt to me to be a definitive line between people who are very good, great wrestlers, but not Mount Rushmore. By Mount Rushmore, I mean top of the top of the heap. Really carrying your promotion, the, the true stars of the promotion, and and they shined, they shined when they had to, because they needed to have a a a really kick ass main event. Uh, Okada's one of those guys, and again, he's not forty. You know, he's 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 been beat up a bit. His body is is feeling it, I'm sure, but. Still young. What an what a fucking star! Like what a performance! Like what a what presence he has. That's one thing 
that I just feel like there are a lot of guys that they try to make, and there are very few that have it. And when people say, they, oh, he has it, they better be referencing what it is when it comes to that gentleman. Because to me, above everyone else, he felt like a true, undeniable, number one star of the promotion. Uh, and he backed that up with an unbelievably great match. Smart, subtle, uh, athletic, great pacing. Shingo, and again, I'm, I'm please, Shingo was right there with him. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, he, he Okada delivered one of one of the. When you really needed him to deliver in a pinch, because up until that point, we had a okay Wrestle Kingdom. That man put put that show on his back and said, okay, you need a big you need a big match? I'm your guy. You need me to carry the promotion? I'm your guy. Okay. You need to put a little shine back on this new Japan thing? I'm your guy. He did it. He absolutely did it. Um, and again, we'll talk about the Will match as well. Um, he, To me, he established himself beyond the shadow of a doubt as the most important guy in that company, without question. There was that terrific moment during the match where Shingo did the Rainmaker pose and then flexed. And you could see just Okada being like, you little Motherf- shit, you, yep. you Dragon Gate motherfucker in my ring in my house, insulting me like that and just started battering him. And yeah, that was my favorite moment of the match. This was so good, David. It's so good. It made me forget about the crappy undercard and the, the rubbish attendance, the clap crowds. All of that was forgotten because you're watching two of the best wrestlers of their generation, maybe of all time, on the biggest stage, putting on a masterclass. It was it was perfect pro wrestling. And you, know, you might not have to be a, a super fan of either guy, but you've got to respect the effort and the execution because... In my opinion, the the match and the work was flawless between Shingo and Okada. I think both guys went out there. They showed their very best. Shingo went out in a shield like a warrior. In the, you know, It might be his best New Japan performance, actually. It, it's a fitting way to cap off what I thought was a, a pretty good title reign, given the circumstances. You know, We talked about this last week, the fact that he probably was never going to win this title in the first place, were it not for injuries and COVID, but they gave him the ball. And he absolutely ran with it. Yep. He held up this company in 2021. It felt single-handedly at times. So fair play to the man for making lemonade out of lemons and, and putting some prestige and respect into this new IWGP world title, which it desperately needed. And and I think this match was the best possible way to end Shingo's reign. Biggest match of the year in a spot that he richly deserves. I mean, if you're going to lose the world title, this is the place you want to do it, right? In the, the Tokyo Dome, January 4th main event against... The man, the legend, that is Kazuchika Okada. Yeah. The rainmaker, who I thought looked his absolute best here. He, he's back to his best. This yeah. is peak Okada. I, I, I was mesmerized watching him. How how great he is. How, you know, looking like a, a king, eating everything that Shingo threw at him, like taking it literally on the chin and a couple of times on the eye. And, and then just getting back up, knocking Shingo down in the mud, taking back his crown. Long live the king, Damon. And, uh, you know, a, a lot... <laughs> A lot of people uh, are going to talk about what happened after the match where he, he took out the 
Generation 4 belt and laid it in the ring and, and bowed to it and basically said goodbye to it. And some people were upset by what he did there at the end. Honestly, I thought it was perfectly executed because we might disagree on this. We probably will. But I said months ago that I thought the worst thing that New Japan could do with this new title would be to backtrack, get cold feet and, and reverse it because then it shows a, a worrying lack of conviction and, and confidence. It makes every decision going forward meaningless when you know it can just be undone and retconned at a moment's notice. So I thought we got the perfect send-off, not only for Shingo's reign, but for the Generation 4 title, laid in the centre of the ring after the biggest match of the year, the best wrestler, maybe of all time, bowing to it, saying goodbye, acknowledging the past, accepting the present and the future. This is the new title belt. I'm wearing it proudly. I'm the champion. Come and take your best shot. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I was kind of hoping we would we would kind of, again, press the reset button, fever dream over. Uh, you know, it was all, it was all, all a dream. Um, I liked the fact. I don't think. Let me let me put it this way. I don't think that there is anyone else in that promotion that could lay that belt on the mat, bow, say goodbye, away we go to to the future. That that had to be him, right? There's no one else. I mean, maybe Tanahashi, but to me, like that's the guy who's going to say, "Okay, I okay." I'm okay with moving on. I'm okay with it because I am who I am. Um, yeah, that little period with him taking the Generation 4 belt, that was his mourning period. Yeah. Where he was just coming to terms with everything. Yeah, because again, he, he should be the one to say, okay, goodbye. Not Abushi, not Shingo, not Will. Again, maybe Tanahashi, but him he was the he's the one that put it to rest he's the one that turned out the lights and said the party's over we're moving on right um and here's the thing too tell me you don't feel a little bit more confident with him wearing that new gold right tell me you don't feel a little bit more confident in okay i feel better with it I think it's ev- like a warm hug, isn't it? Like it someone putting their arm around you saying it's everything's gonna be okay. It kinda is. If he's okay with it, I'm okay with it, right? Like that's kind of the feeling I got, right? It's almost like, okay, he, he's 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 got this, right? It's almost like he's got this. All right, all right. I can again, I got a fast forward button. There's shit that I don't like, but I know at the top of the fucking card, I got him. I got him. And that, I, I can be honest with you. I don't give a fuck what they put on underneath. If he's on top on a big show, I, I, don't, I don't think we all have anything to worry about. I don't think we all have anything to worry about. Sean says, why the fuck, in all capital letters, was Shingo beaten with just one Rainmaker, yet Will takes five in his match? Uh, yeah. Cactus Mac says, are you right in thinking Shingo has had his only run as champ? Sure, he's about to hit 40, but Tanahashi has had his last reign. He's not Tanahashi. Uh, Ibushi and Naito have had a bad run of injuries and are also aging. Jay and Osprey aren't going to be back full-time in Japan indefinitely. Shingo's had the best year of any wrestler in 2021. He he's has. injury-free, shows no sign of wearing out. He also has a major heel run in him. Companies promoting him as a top guy, given his interactions with Noah on night two and commenting on the Okada versus Osprey main event. Now, I'm not saying he'll never hold the title again. I doubt it, though. Um, and that's not to, to, dis, to like diminish or like this motherfucker is is our wrestler of the year. 
I, I, I would be shocked if he doesn't win it. Um, uh, anybody that we talk to is that he is the, the fucking guy. His matches have been fantastic. And trust me, I would have zero problem having him hold that title again. I would have none. I just don't see it happening. Like, I, I mean, truth be told, I just don't see it happening. Especially the worst thing that could happen is that that company has an influx of new talent and and old faces and new faces and everybody coming back. Like that would be a that that that'd be tough, right? Um, he was the a a shining light in in a year that struggled. Um, he did not. His matches did not. So no, please don't take that as any f- sign of us shitting on Shingo. Shitting on Shingo. That was not, that's not us. But there's no way that this company was going to move forward without Okada wearing that belt. I'm just saying. That's 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 the honest to God truth. Let's move on to Wednesday, January 5th for Wrestle Kingdom Night 2. Uh, we had three pre-show matches. We had Honma, Nagata, Makabe defeating Jado, Ghetto, and Bad Bad Fale. So Garbage. Honma pinned <laughs> Ghetto after 6 minutes 40 seconds with the Kokeshi. Honma said backstage that he wants a shot at the Never title. Sure. Wouldn't that be something? That'd be Good great. Lord. I'll never watch it, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Second match was uh, Wato, Kojima, Tenzan defeating Taka, Kanemaru, and Despi. Uh, Watto making Despi submit after 9 minutes 23 seconds with a Vendaval. Uh, yeah. We discussed that one already. Third opening match was Bushi, Shingo, and Hiromu beating Doki, Zack, and Taichi. So Shingo getting his heat back here. Uh, <laughs> pinning Doki right. 2 minutes 28 seconds with Last of the Dragon. Um, first match then on the main card was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Championship three-way match uh, where the Flying Tigers retained, uh, defeating... The mega coaches, Rocky and Taguchi, and the challenges, uh, other challenges, El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori. 12 minutes, 7 seconds. So El Fantasmo was eliminated or his team were kicked out after they finally paid off the the uh, the super kick, the, the sudden death. He had a little metal gimmick. A piece of shoe. aluminum foil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I was surprised about. I didn't think they were ever going to do that. Um, a a thin was... little piece of sheet metal. <laughs> <laughs> it was very goofy, but very fun. I, I like the fact that they gave a little payoff for the loaded boot. Yeah. You know, that if you're going to pay it off, getting booted out of the biggest match of the year is a, a fine way of doing it. Okay. So can I, can I just, can I, I'm just going to throw this by. Was that the worst gimmick? Like the worst foreign object or whatever you want to call it you've ever seen in any, like, like when the, couldn't you put like brass knucks what an, in it? An anvil. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, you know what I mean? A tiny anvil. A tiny anvil would have been great. You mean to tell me somebody couldn't 3D print a fucking tiny anvil or a hammer or something? Something that looked a little bit more devastating than a fucking piece of, like a fucking cookie sheet or something or a fucking, you know? Oh, I laughed. I swear to God, I did laugh at that. It was so preposterous. Like that? <laughs> come on i don't know they could have gimmicked that boot somehow but i do like the fact that they did it like like you know what it was it was like oh my god finally somebody has fucking common sense of course let's hold the motherfucker down and pull off his shoe thank you for at least being logical here um yes i did enjoy that and i did enjoy robbie eagles as well robbie eagles was flying around like a motherfucker that guy he he was there to he was there to put on a show he was all over the place. Uh, I liked the match. It was equal parts, good wrestling, high, high fast-paced, 
junior junior style um, with just a little bit of goofiness in there. So I kind of dug it. I did. I was surprised actually that the mega coaches didn't become the 69th uh, junior tag champions yet. I mean, they could do in the future. Uh, backstage after the match, Robbie was drinking beer out of El Fantasma's boot, which was uh, impressive <laughs> and disgusting in equal measures. Uh, it looks like there's going to be a rematch against either ELP Ishimori or more likely mega coaches. I couldn't quite figure it out which direction they go with, but they will uh, wrestle again, I'm sure. Uh, the second match was a stardom special match where the team of Saya Kamitani and Tam Nakano defeated Starlight Kid and Mayu Iwatani after 9 minutes, 14 seconds, following a Phoenix splash. Really good stuff. Yep. I like this a lot. Uh, very, very high-quality wrestling. Is it enough to make me watch Stardom? I mean, I would love to. I just don't have the free time for it. But I thought they definitely acquitted themselves well in a big spot here. Yeah, that was really good. I thought it was, I thought it was one of my favorite matches on the show. Um, what I really enjoy is the fact that if they... Uh, went all out. It wasn't just they just showed up. They, their music, they they got in the ring and they did their thing. Like they had all the uh, the ringside attendants, the referees, everything. Everything was synchronized uh, to give spot uh, the, give the spotlight to start them in the best possible way. Um, yeah, you know we always talk about like oh they should put them on the show just to you know give them exposure. But in in sometimes in my mind I'm like that doesn't. Like, nobody's going to be like, oh, I'm going to go check out whatever because I saw all them on a New Japan show. I just rarely think that's even feasible, to be to be honest. And on this case, I think that they did so well, and I think the presentation was done so well. They didn't look Mickey Mouse. They didn't look like a, like a secondary organization. Like they, they came across as a top-tier wrestling promotion that we already knew, but for people who may not have known, I, I I bet they get a nice little bump from it. I mean, nothing, you know, they're going to, you know, be billionaires after this. But I bet they get a nice little bump from it. And at least people scouting it out. And maybe even like, you know, I don't know, like Jumping Bomb Angel, the, the, the podcast. And, and just, you know, people, hey, check, give me some other matches to check out. John Carroll's inbox probably is uh, filled, to the, filled to the hilt with requests. At this point, so I think that they, what they set out to accomplish, I think they 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 succeeded tenfold. Um, I'd be very curious to see if it moves the needle because they did everything in their power to make that happen. Third match was the KOPW twenty twenty two four way match where Minoru Suzuki defeated Chase Owens, Toriano, and Sima in six minutes eight seconds with a got style power driver Pinyano at the end there, and there were some uh, shenanigans afterwards with uh, handcuffs. Hi, uh, Louis said so much for Suzuki's retirement tour. What kind of matches will Suzuki suggest to defend the KOPW trophy? How long till he uses it to Yano? Uh, look, let's be clear here, Damon. Yano's this is his retirement tour. <laughs> Yano's winning it back straight away at the next tour in a, a goofy handcuff match, right? Or, or do you think we're going to get? A, a brilliant reign of terror with Suzuki doing, you know, MMA shoot style, Pancro style matches against a, a murderous row of uh, top tier opponents. I'd be down for that. That'd be fine. But you know, we'll see. We'll see if that Suzuki. This is his retirement tour. Let's let's be very clear. Uh, he will be having matches that include uh, get out of bed first matches <laughs> because he's retired, taking it easy. Uh, or bring back the old deep sleep to lose stipulation. <laughs> Wow. Trust me, half the show I was I was deep slick to lose. Um, I, look, 
is it a different direction? Let me take that back. Is the possibility of a different direction with this KOPW nonsense uh, a possibility now? Yes. Does it feel like it could be a thousand times more interesting than the comedy bullshit of Yano? That That is so, like, okay, we get, like, I know that there's new people jumping on board all the time with this promotion, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe not in recent years, but, but usually there is. I think everybody is kind of like, okay, we get it with the Yano. You know what I mean? Like we've, we've kind of, we're done with it, right? So this gives us this nonsense, this KOPW nonsense, a little bit of, a little bit of fresh air, maybe a little different spin on things. Kind of like when ne- the Never title moved away from being the big beefy, I'm going to hit you as hard as I can kind of style to, you know, a little bit more uh, Will Ospreay, Kotobushi, that kind of stuff. Um, I'll give it a shot. You know what I mean? Look, it's not gonna, how could it possibly be any worse than what we've been subjected to? Uh, and, you know, give Suzuki something to do. He'll have fun. He'll have some empty arena baseball matches, I'm sure, with all, all the all the lads at uh, DDT possibly, right? Get that back going. Uh, yeah, the, the, the sky's the limit now. You know, speaking of KOPW, isn't it amazing that Okada has totally turned his back on this? He's the motherfucker that brought this thing into existence. And he has totally just turned his back on it. It is like he never, never, I never brought that up. <laughs> he, it's just, let's remember there was a press conference where he introduced this. I blame. And then we're talking about ladder matches and cage matches. Oh, yeah. No, no, we don't have any of that. Toriano took that ball and ran with it. He sure did. Right up the fucking cornhole. All right, what else we got? Uh, Ultimate Wrestling Trivia says, I'd love to see more of Seema in... Ultimate, huh? Uh, Do you think this is one-off or could we see more of him? Yeah, I I think if I had to say uh, one way or the other, I think we are likely to see more. I think this year is going to be... We'll see more collaboration between New Japan and other promotions. So I think this won't be the last time you see Strong Hearts in New Japan. And yeah, I hope that's the case. I would love to see uh, like T-Hawk and El Lindemann wrestling too. I think they bring a lot to the table. You know the Um, question I asked you? What's that, mate? Seema... See more. <laughs> oh, I like it. Thank yes, you. You, you, you can give that to him. You can have that for free, Seema. If you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fourth match was the never six-man tag championship match with the champions successfully defending House of Torture, Show, Yujiro, and Evil defeating Yo, Yoshihashi, and Goto. So Show getting his win back over Yo nine minutes thirty-seven seconds, uh, following probably some shenanigans. I can't remember. Uh, Damon, this uh, chaos and House of Torture are going to wrestle each other again. And again and again until the rocks melt and the seas burn. <laughs> well, with global warming, Joel. Uh, look, we know what needs to be done, right? They got to fight back. Yeah, fight back. That'll that'll get everybody interested in chaos of torture. Fight back, chaos. Fight back. This is the kind of match where. A lot of casual fans are saying, well, it was good up until the the shenanigans and the interference. Why am I talking about this match? <laughs> okay, fifth match, special singles match. Uh, Sonata defeating Great Okan, 30 minutes, 21 seconds via O'Connor Bridge. This was sloppy Sonata. Slough him up. I, I, <laughs> He's terrible. I, mean, I don't moments. give a fuck what anybody says. He 
stinks. Yeah, oh. I, I thought he was not good here. I thought he kind of ruined this match. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, maybe maybe it was Okada's fault. I don't, I don't know enough about oh. wrestling to be able to look at a sequence and say who fucked it up. But yeah, this had a few sloppy moments that stopped it from ever really becoming more than fine. And they still and 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 yet still, still, this guy. I, I know, I know the ladies love him and oh, he's so popular and everybody's so handsome. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, boy, I was disappointed with that finish, right? Like, just, I just wanted Okan to win just something, you know? Oh. <laughs> oh, Sonata. Are you concerned about the great Okan? Yeah. Losing all yeah. the time, or do you think this is just what they do for? I think House of Torture. I'm not House of Torture. Uh, United uh, Empire. Hmm. We are going to. We've got questions about that actually, okay. but um, I mean, at least he's been given singles matches. I, I think the company are keen on him, so I hope yeah. he has a bit more fortune in uh, 2022. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, sixth match was a special singles match. Tetsuya Naito defeating Jeff Cobb in 15 minutes 34 seconds. Uh, and this is Uh-oh. an interesting one. You know, because, I guess. Well, no, I did. I loved it. I okay. thought it was really great. Um, here's the thing, though. So when I was watching it, you know, this is exactly what we said it needed to be. Uh, Cobb was at his best when he's got someone to throw around and make yep. him look like a monster. Naito is always going to be that guy. Naito, very unselfish wrestler. He he will bump like a bad man for anyone, and he did that for Cobb. Oh no! Uh, I hear good a voice. morning, Esther. Um, I thought the limb work well. The caveat says that I thought the limb work was on point. I thought the selling was great, like really, really good pro wrestling. But then there was a report coming out from uh, Wrestling Observer Radio who said that Jeff Cobb suffered uh, a knee injury in this match and he'd been limping after his one six-man tag match, which could be where the injury started, but possibly hurt it worse during his match with Tetsuya Naito. He worked the rest of the match with the injury, including the usual power spots with a blown-out knee. While Naito worked over the knee, which could lead people believing it was a work, the injury is legitimate. Cobb will be getting an MRI on the knee soon. Uh, now, far be it from me to cast aspersions on the veracity of Wrestling Observer Radio. Do you think there's a possibility that they're being worked here? Um, yeah. I mean, there is a possibility, but I mean, usually with injuries like that, though, I mean, uh, usually the information is pretty legit. Like, I don't know, uh, something like that. Well, I mean, we'll see if he's on the next tour or, you know, or, you know, he's he's absent. Uh, We'll know. But yeah, I mean, I don't doubt. Let's put it this way. I don't doubt the fact that that's the information that Dave and, and Alvarez got. You know, I mean, I'm. I'm sure it was. Um, I, it's knees are fucked up, man. <laughs> because I know that's a weird thing to say, but you, you get an injury on a knee, man. That, that's sometimes really hard to, 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 especially a big guy like that. Like I worry because if, if that's like an ACL or some shit like that, that's that's a, like eight months, especially if it's surgery involved. That's that's gonna be some trouble. That's gonna be some trouble. Just when he's well, we can only hope for the best. I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard anything positive or negative when it came, comes to Jeff Cobb's name. But uh, it could be worse fucking timing if that's true. 
Right, the seventh match was the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship uh, no disqualification match uh, where Tanahashi defeated Kenta 22 minutes 40 seconds following a high five flow. People seem really mixed on this, Damon. Some what? people uh, call, I, I've seen some calling it a classic garbage American style plunder match. Uh, Adam said, not so much a question, but I think Tana Kenta is an iconic Wrestle Kingdom match just because of how different it was. Uh, and yeah, what, what do you think, Damon? Where do you stand on it? Oh, I loved it. I, because it was so different and because it did stand out, you know, it wasn't like uh, you, you, you see this a lot. And trust me, going into this, no DQ, you know, you're thinking, oh, okay, somebody's not going to break a five count or, oh, okay, maybe a chair. But, you know, they were bringing out all kinds of stuff. I mean, listen, if you don't get hyped up, not hyped up, I don't want to see anybody get hurt, but Kenta falling off that fucking ladder and busting his head open. And the visual of the table with soaked in blood, hard way, right? And again, that high fly flow from the top of that ladder, that is a 40-something-year-old guy who, as the joke says, is held together with duct tape and hairspray. Like, he should not be doing it, and yet he did it, and it was spectacular. It was spectacular. Again, if you don't like... Those type of weapon matches, okay, I get it. And, and I'm not always the biggest fan of But I thought they did fantastic. Uh, uh, just for that spot alone. I mean, the whole match, I, you could take or leave. I don't even care. Give me that Give me that closing sequence. I mean, they brought out a fucking ladder bigger than my house. I think it was massive. I, I, look, those guys didn't have to do what they did. They didn't have to do what they did, uh, and they did it. I, I I tip my cap. I mean, fucking Hiroshi Tanahashi's doing Jeff Hardy spots. Come on, because because he because he knew he had to because he knew he wanted to make something special. That high five flow was was incredible. I'm sorry, that was one of the that was one of the. You know, there's something about a 20 year old doing those that shit that you can kind of hand wave because you see enough of it. Got a 40-something-year-old guy doing and here's another thing. A 40-something-year-old guy doing that, it it was meant to inflict damage. Like it felt like a, a, a move where I'm going to fucking destroy you, not I'm going to do a bunch of flips in the air and land, right? Like, 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 like the intent was to do fucking damage, and I think it, I, I think it was perfect. I think it was fantastic. I really, I really liked the match a lot. And again, it, it was, it was a U.S. style weapons brawl. Yes, yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yes, those guys, yeah, over outperformed what I even thought that this no DQ would do. I think it's a match that could be summed up in one image. At the end, with Tana pinning Kenta amidst the wreckage of that table, the blood splattered all over it. It looked like a video nasty. Kenta's face was an absolute mess. I- I'm never going to forget that one. And it, you know, it's kind of ridiculous how good Tanahashi is at, oh. at everything. You know, we we thought, mm, you know, I'm not sure if Tanahashi is going to be any good at death matches, but nope, he rules at them too. And the, the whole match had a great sense of escalation. And I thought they needed to end with a big spot like they did, but I wasn't sure whether or not they actually would. And yet, like you said, what an amazing spot it was. Absolutely terrifying. Even the bit before it where Kenta fell off the ladder and smashed his face on the the, the trash can. Uh, so you saw afterwards, actually, Kenta 
tweeted out some photos of his back. His back got sliced open. So yeah, real nasty stuff, but really good at the same time. Very different. Not the sort of stuff we uh, typically get in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, we question here, Rob says, was on my own expecting some Shibata in the US title match, given the history between them. Also in expecting a beatdown after the tag title match. They seem to be posing forever. I guess without quarantine, that could have been a spot for someone like Aussie Open. Um, I, I wasn't expecting any interference or, or any Shibata involved in this match. I thought they needed to finish the feud by themselves, and they did. And we are likely to be getting Sanada as the next uh, US title challenger. So look forward to that, Damien. Yeah, I mean... Shibata and Tanahashi, yeah, yeah, you you could sink your teeth into that. That's a match. That's a match that like. No, I said oh. Sanada Tanahashi. Oh, I, that oh, you didn't say Shibata. <laughs> you said Sanada. Oh, Sanada yes. Well, that's disappointing. Mm. Uh no, no one's looking forward to that. <laughs> Well, here we go, David. Uh, strap yourself in for the main event, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Kazuchika Okada defending against Will Ospreay, 32 minutes, 52 seconds via the Rainmaker. I did, should actually give a shout out to Okada's promo at the end of night one. <laughs> when he was, as Will was leaving the ring, he goes, yes, you are fake champ. See you tomorrow. Have a good night. That, that's an all-timer there. Uh, Cola Blue says, how would you describe Will Ospreay, the character? Closest I've got is loud on a stag do weekend, but there's definite undertones of EastEnders villain, football hooligan, and Jay from the in-betweeners. Yeah, I think it's a, a mishmash of all of the above. Esther's fired up for this match. She's yeah. got some balloons. She loves balloons. They're a favorite thing in the world. Um, I loved the Osprey entrance. I thought it was amazing with a video with all his quote-unquote title defenses, just all these like, random singles matches he's had. <laughs> Carl Fredericks, Scotty Davis, Shota Umino. That was just, just that sort of really captured the self-aggrandizing nature of this uh, Osprey character. Uh, and Okan and Hinare flanking him, his Suits. twat haircut. Yeah. He he's just looks like the most obnoxious bellend imaginable to, to take uh, Chris Charles with. He's hated by nearly everyone without breaking a single rule in the match. You know, I, I don't want to blur the lines between Will Ospreay the man, Will Ospreay the wrestler. I mean, who knows? Maybe they're the same. But if I'd never logged on to Twitter.com, I'd still absolutely hate Will Ospreay just by the way he conducts himself the second he walks through that curtain. And throughout the match, despite him pretty much resting clean as a whistle. So there you go. You can be a heel without cheating. It can well, all you need to do is get a perm. <laughs> I'll hate but, any man uh, who gets a perm. I got to be honest with you. You're, you're instantly on my shit list if you, if you purposely get yourself a perm. Um, can I ask you a question? Do you know who, if I say the name Jake Paul, do you know who that is? Yes, I do. Yeah. Doesn't he remind you of, the, of that yes. guy? Yes, he does. Okay. That's, that's the vibe I get. That's the vibe I get. Um, look at me. Look at me knowing who these fucking people are. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this man. I mean, I I might be out to lunch here, but this actually reminded me a lot of the first ever Okada Omega match at Wrestle Kingdom 11. I just, I loved everything about this name. I thought the selling was fantastic by both men. You know, Okada's doing that sort of low-key flexing, shaking out his knocks from the Shingo match the previous night. And just those moments we get with Okada where his opponent hits him just a little bit too hard and he responds with that, that little snarl, a burst of rage and just wipes out his opponent. And he's got those levels to his performance that he can sort of adjust and, and play into as it goes on. Osprey sort of showing his frustration as the match went on, you know, the, the grubby Essex shit talking. I love that. I think the striking was 
absolutely fantastic. Yep. Every single chop and forearm looked like it hurt. And it's something I don't think either of these guys get enough praise for. I thought they were outstanding with the strike in here. Not only that, the, the breathtaking athleticism of both men, with the high-flying maneuvers they pull off at, at top speed in the middle of incredibly intricate sequences, just executed with technical perfection. Uh, and there were some really ambitious sequences in this match, and every single one of them executed flawlessly. Oh, yeah, yeah, no sloppiness here. You know, this this is big boy shit. The the reversals that were so smart, so well executed. The 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 super kick to Okada's knee when he did the crossbody over the guardrail. Uh, when Okada turned the Sasuke special into a tombstone to the floor. When Okada transitioned his backslide lariat into the the cheeky stormbreaker near the end. The rainmaker into the Spanish fly. Just the stuff that I wouldn't even imagine doing and they pulled it off the, the little callbacks as well there was osprey launching himself off the rigging like he did at, at wrestle kingdom 12 in the, the junior four-way and, and can we just take a moment to appreciate how insane it was to do that in the main event of wrestle kingdom climb that climb that tower yeah. Yeah. you've only you've only got one guy standing there to catch you you don't have three wrestlers there's not a team of young lions down there it was one guy yeah you know osprey could have landed anyway uh, anyway you know the only thing uh, between him landing face first onto the iron bars of that base of the rig was Okada. One guy. So the, the level of trust that these guys have got with each other is astounding. And, and of course, Okada manages to catch him perfectly because, you know, these are two of the best professional wrestlers on the planet. And and I love Osprey's wild, frenzied moves, like the, the, his power bomb, where it looks like he's almost out of control. He looks like he's going to drop the guy on their heads. And Okada's big fuck off drop kicks where you know he's doing those drop kicks far less often these days but to, to much bigger effect he lands one or two big ones per match and they they are now the turning point in his matches in, in both matches at Wrestle Kingdom he hits them just as his uh, opponent is sort of building up ahead of steam just as his opponent's about to to land uh, a, a big signature move he kind of counters with a drop kick takes all the wind out of their sails and then finishes them off uh, he, he did it against Shingo the night before, uh, but here, as the match went on, Osprey had a few counters to the drop kick. Like there was that incredible oh, that power bomb counter. Yes, it oh. was amazing, wasn't it? And and I think Osprey, for his part, is putting more consideration into the way he sets up his moves, like the shooting star press off the ropes that was set up by him kicking Okada in the head twice. So rather than Okada just hanging out on the apron waiting to eat the move, you can buy that. Osprey's knocked his opponent loopy. They're sort of dangling on that rope, barely conscious, and. The, we had them kicking out of each other's finisher. I mean, this is the perfect time for to be kicking out of finishers. This is the time to do it. I mean, arguably the only time you should do it. Um, Okada might be one of the first people to kick out of the, the hidden blade since Osprey started using it as a finisher in and of itself. Uh, and that pop-up elbow into the hidden blade, that really got me as a near fall. I thought Osprey had it there. And, you know, say what you will about Money Clip Okada, but he did a, a tremendous job over the last year and a bit rehabbing that Rainmaker lariat as a finisher yeah so the the audible gasp from the crowd when osprey kicked out of it was well earned and, and i was surprised as well um and you know i normally don't care for the late game forearm exchanges but they were really laying into each other so hard in the sequence i, I actually I thought they were legit about to knock each other out they really sold sort of the animosity between them in this feud and oh my gosh the, the last couple of minutes were just so thick with with callbacks and references that just flowed seamlessly there was the sit down pin that Okada's used to sneak wins in big matches before there was a the the Wrestle Kingdom 10 wrist control spot there was the bicycle knee that helped Osprey in the Ibushi title win at Sacral Genesis there was the, the headbutt I don't know if that was supposed to be a, a callback to the Shibata match and just as Osprey's going for the decisive hidden blade bam you get the drop kick again time to perfection 
set out Tombstone, Piledriver, Rainmaker, one, two, three, good night. Damon, this was, uh, uh, for me, a perfect, flawless wrestling match. Uh, and you know how I know that this is good? The people on our Discord, who usually hate Will Ospreay, as is their right, uh, they were grudgingly admiring this one, saying, you know, actually, for a Will Ospreay match, th- this was pretty good. So you, that, that's when you know it's a great one. And, yeah. You know, for all the, the crap that New Japan served up this year, let's enjoy these moments where they get it right. Putting the three percent. best wrestlers in the biggest spot of the year, just letting them go out there and do their stuff. Shingo, Osprey, Okada, all three of them, absolutely outstanding. You know, pro wrestling doesn't get much better than this. Shingo was incredible. Osprey was incredible. And, and he's going to get better. As he said it himself, he's not even 30 yet. And I think he's already one of the best wrestlers in the world. His post-match promo was very good too. That's worth checking out. But this event, for me, it's all about Kazuchika Okada. We talked about him before. It, I think it, you know it's time to admit that we've taken Okada for granted. We just expect this guy to roll into a big match and, and churn out match of the year candidates on the regular. And he does it each time. We don't even bat an eye. Every Wrestle Kingdom. So I think this Wrestle Kingdom, if nothing else, is a valuable moment in time to celebrate Okada. Went out there, wrestled for over an hour over these two nights and delivered some of the, the very best professional wrestling I've ever seen in my life. Bravo. Bravo is right. Uh, and again, we, we've struggled with the product the entire year. We've, we've, we've made it well known or what we liked and what we didn't like. But when it comes to this promotion and these moments, there, there's, there's none greater. There, to me, there is none greater. Um, he is, without a doubt, um, Un, almost underappreciated uh, in how great he is. And you're right, it is almost expected of him. Um, but there, but not only is it expected of him, but there, there's something to be said when you do it in a big spot and you do it in a big moment when, when a company needs you most. Now, he did this and there are a few people that have done this, you know, you, you look back at G- G1s, you know, you have your, your semifinals and finals. You have uh, even more recent times with or Wrestle Kingdoms where guys are working two nights in a row and putting out fantastic matches. And th- those are those people are, you know, a handful of people. Uh, first, let me tip my cap and throw some flowers to his, his dance partners because Shingo and Will were outstanding. Really, just really, just compliment Okada so well. Um, and again, for all the the the, and and, I, and I'll never tell you not who to root for. And f- outside the ring, if 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 you have challenges getting behind, I I get it, I get it. Um, but the fact that even you know people that actively and passionately. Do not like Will Will Osprey can acknowledge the fact that hey that that was great pro wrestling right there. Um, that's that's something. That's that's saying something. Um, so yeah, dance partners absolutely uh, were fantastic. But there's there, there, you know Hiroshi Tanahashi, Okada. Um, to me. If there were any doubts in anyone's mind, uh, those are two guys that for years consistently um, 
when you need somebody in a big spot to deliver, they they do. They do. Um, it feels right. It feels good. Um, it, it doesn't feel comfortable like an old flannel or an old pair of slippers. Uh, it feels like uh, a real comfortable pair of shoes that, that are brand new. How about that? Um, I'm, I was I was thrilled to be a New Japan Pro Wrestling fan when this was all said and done. Um, and and I, I and I, I that's probably the highest compliment I can give. Like when I turned off that show, I was like, all right. I, I, I'm excited to talk about this, right? I'm, I'm excited this because there are a lot of people that are in this funk with this promotion. This could help t- turn the tide in my eyes. Um, there's no one better to represent this company. There's no one. Um, he's the MVP. He's the MVP. Again, uh, 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 Shingo is the wrestler of the year. No doubt about it. What a, what a fucking accomplishment from that man. There's a difference. And I think you saw that over the past two nights of, of what Okada brings to the table as opposed to anyone else on that roster. Um, it's magical. He looks like a star. He feels like a star. He is a star. Um, and one of the greatest wrestlers of our time. How are you feeling about Tetsuya Naito as the next challenger? Fine with it. And, there, and that's another thing, too. You can just, it just seems like the company is like, okay, we know who our guys are. We know the guys that will, I mean, let's put it this way. Anybody complaining about that match? The idea of those two getting in a ring together again? I ain't. Fantastic. Again, there, will there be fresher challengers? I'm sure there will be, right? I'm sure there will be. But I'm totally okay at night to being being the next guy because you know it's going to be really good. Rocco says, is the United Empire still a formidable faction mm. after going 0-3 in singles matches on night two? Yeah. They've... I, I keep saying I'm waiting for the wins to come. Like, I'm waiting for the, the big wins. I'm waiting for things to happen. It hasn't happened yet for any of them. I mean, again, Will is Will, and, you know, he's... The leader of that faction, Jeff Cobb. When's that going to happen? Uh, Hanare, when the fuck is that going to happen? Okan, but we're still waiting for that one, aren't we? Seems like uh, I don't know. Seems very, very odd. Feels like it's taken a little bit longer than I expected. Let's put it that way. Pro Wrestling V1 says, "Who? what do you suppose is next for Will O? Comes in, does the job, back to the States for a January 22nd Warrior Wrestling Show in South Bend, Indiana. Um, I mean, actually, I think there is a rather big RevPro show yeah. coming up. It's, uh, let me check what it is. It's High Stakes, I believe. I'm going to make sure I get this properly. Uh, yeah, so Saturday, January 29th, at your call, Beth McGreen. So Osprey, I think, is going to be wrestling Michael Oku on that show. And we're also going to be getting Shota Umino against Yota Suji, which is going to be one to keep an eye on, I think. Um, Brian says, do you find our own Super Jcast Discord getting more and more polarizing these days in terms of what we find are great matches or crap over these two nights of Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah, it is a polarizing place, but I like it. I think there, 
there's always uh, respect. I, I don't That's think people ever yes. out there attacking each other. Like I, I know I'm in the minority there for being someone who enjoys Will Ospreay matches. Most people there hate him, which is fine. Um, so I, I, I'm okay with that. You know, people are not going to attack me or have a go at me for liking Will Ospreay matches. I think it's a good space where you can have divergent opinions, but people can talk about them, you know, with, with a bit of fun, a bit of teasing, but ultimately in, in a respectful way. So that's one of the things I do like about our Discord, even if it seems to be uh, contrary to the popular narratives at times. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's all you can ask for, right? I mean, if if, if that's something that you enjoy, if you like enjoy communicating with others online, then yes, that's all you can ask. Me, on the other hand, not for everyone. Violet Skipping says, was Wrestle Kingdom the biggest indicator yet of New Japan moving away from long matches? Only one match outside the main events going over 20. Wrestle Kingdom 12 had six matches outside the main that went longer than the fourth longest here, Hiromi Despi. So, yeah, I think this is always going to happen once they got back to having the full length cards. If you do have, you know, an eight, nine match cards, you're going to get, I, I think, the pacing a bit better than if you have a six match card and everything feels like it's artificially stretched out. So, I thought, actually, for all of these matches, I had no complaints about the timing. I don't think any of the matches were too short or any of them outstayed their welcome. Yeah, I'm, in a, I'm, I'm pretty much in agreement. I mean, I, look, they want everybody to be, to be on the card, right? It's the biggest show of the year. Everybody wants to be on it. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I, I had anything that was I felt was too short or anything that was just like, oh, my God, will this thing end? I think everything kind of had a nice pace and everything kept moving. No, I, I was okay with it. Cola Blue says, when looking at pandemic Wrestle Kingdoms, which year do you think had the better double gold dash? Wrestle Kingdom 15 with Naito Ibushi and Ibushi Jay White, or this year with Shingo Okada and Okada Osprey? I think this year edges it. For me, for what I like to see in my wrestling this year, uh, there's not a great deal in it because I did love both of those the matches last year, but this one slightly uh, ahead for me. Yeah. Um, that's tough i think i don't know i just i loved this one a lot um maybe because i felt like the chips were down and i felt like uh i don't know i don't know if it was my expectations were at a certain level and they and they exceeded it i just i, I don't know i was just really impressed by okada will shingo tanahashi kenta um even naito and and Cobb, um, Hiromu, Despi. I think the top matches that needed to deliver delivered and delivered uh, over my expectations. Even Chris says, "Please rank your top five matches of the two Wrestle Kingdom nights." Okay, so top to bottom, I would say Okada Osprey was my favorite. Then Okada Shingo, then Kenta Tanahashi, then Cobb Naito, and. Fifth place, I will put uh, Shibata versus Renarita. I would replace that with Hiromo and Despi. Um, and oh yeah, I forgot Hiromo Despi. Okay, I'm I'm bumping Hiromo Despi up to third place. Oh okay. Um, and I would just flip flop Okada's matches. I like the Shingo match a little bit more than the Will match, but both of them were great. 
All right, well, we have a Wrestle Kingdom Night 3 oh, coming God. up in Yokohama <laughs> Arena. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not going to go match my match here because I, I don't I, know I don't enough know. about the yeah. Noah competitors to be able to do it justice. Uh, Benjamin says, as someone who doesn't keep up with Noah, what are the bullet points I should be aware of going into that stage? Right? I'm going to point you to two resources here. One is from uh, Aidan O'Brien at Kobe Stag, who's written a series of articles detailing the history of New Japan versus Noah, so I think that will be good to know going into this. And also, just go on the New Japan re- website, njpw1972.com. If you go to the news section, uh, there's an article, Wrestle Kingdom 16 in Yokohama Arena card set, and that gives you all the backstory, everything you need to know about the, the wrestlers going into the matches. So that's what I suggest you read before watching uh, this show. Um, there's do a, you think... There's a follow my, on Twitter, isn't there? Like a What's the guy's name? I'm assuming guy, but maybe I should take that dial that back. That person, um, I'm gonna say Metal Noah. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Is that right? Yeah, very passionate Noah fan. At Metal Zero Five One Five. Okay, there you go. Um, I always see that, like people retweeting stuff, and um, so I would say that's a definite resource for people. Um, uh, you know, just to just to get a little backstory, we're not it. I mean, I I hate to say it. I haven't watched Noah in, in. I told you the last time I saw I saw Noah show was uh, live at Corica. Um, so I mean, that's how far back that goes. So uh, plenty of other resources that are better than us on that. So we talked a bit about the United Empire going zero three. Do you think, is my working theory, that there's going to be some sort of United Empire running during Wrestle Kingdom Night 3? Uh, why, why them? Because uh, because it felt like the, the the build, which I thought was really cool. Like the entire fucking promotion shows up at Wrestle Kingdom. Right? And, um, and then the, and, oh, yeah, let's talk about that for a bit. Okay. Uh, so uh, here's a question. Uh, true. Trill Ron Hubbard says, how badass did the Noah lads look during their promo during night two of Wrestle Kingdom? Uh, that is my question. Yeah, I did like them all turning up in their tracksuits. They looked a lot harder than the, the New Japan crew, Sure did. Uh, to, to put it mildly. Uh, I was having a fun chat with Manabu last night, actually. He said, Kiyomiya was nervous like a cat. Keno was like a small dog. I did enjoy the Keno uh, promo where he's just like barking at everyone. It just seems to be his gimmick. He just shouts a lot. He's a very angry man. Uh, so, I, yeah, I like that a lot. I think that did uh, make me interested for this show more. Uh, an interesting... Uh, Keiji Muto didn't say anything. He doesn't want to get involved in the shit talking out of respect for New Japan. So. Oh, he's working on his phone. He couldn't get his <laughs> fumbling with a fucking phone like a fifty-year-old man. Yeah, uh, but no. The reason I said that about United Empire, I thought you know they've they've lost all their matches here. I thought to get their heat back, uh, they might. I don't know. I was just imagining like Osprey running in and attacking Marafuji or something to set up Ooh. something down the line. But uh, who knows? You know, when I went to London. Uh, well, a couple of years ago, I, I did go to a show and it was like, uh, it, Marafuji was on the show. Um, and Will was on the show. And I think it was run in conjunction with, Will was somehow involved with the show, promoting. Um, place was packed. Place was fucking packed. Uh, I don't know. That'd be pretty cool. Marafuji, Will? Are you kidding me? I mean, if there's a way we can make that happen down the line, let, all right. Now, let me let me ask you this: Everybody's talking about, all right. Well, uh, could this be more 
uh, involvement? Is this just a one-off? Will there be more? Give me the percentage. Give, give me the odds. Noah participation G one. Ooh, it's so tricky to do. It is, but imagine. I'm that. gonna say no, but no. can I give you the compromise that I think we will see further New Japan and Noah collaboration throughout the year? Stick those motherfuckers in G one. Come on. That would I'd be, love to see it. Oh, I would love to see it. Okay, give, give me names. Okay, right, here we go. Dean Dean says, outside of the big names like Nakajima and Shiozaki, are there any known wrestlers you two are particularly excited to see or learn about? Kino? So, yeah. 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 Uh, who else? Who else? Who's the guy? I'm sorry. I just I, I feel like a, like an absolute boob because I don't know. Uh, he has the, uh, the fro and uh, he comes out to Earth, Wind, and Fire because I remember our friend Kyle singing it at two o'clock in the morning on the streets of Japan. <laughs> Fucking song. Uh, oh, what is his name? Fuck. I should know this. God damn it. Well, I'm looking at the card here right. and I can see the graphic of the first thing you're talking about. We've got uh, in this team, there's King Tani, Mohamed Yone and Akitoshi Saito. Is it one Muhammad of those? Yone, right? That's what it is. Okay. Mohamed Yone. Let me look it up. Yeah. Oh, people who... Yes, yes, it is. That's it? All right, yeah. Yeah. People who watch... No- <laughs> yeah, I'm really people- looking forward to seeing him. Yeah. Him in the G1. Him and Taguchi. That's what I want. He's very Taguchi-like to me. Very Taguchi-like. Um, I I just feel like a boob when I talk about Noah because I don't I, I, I don't know what's going on. And I feel like a boob. Thank you. Silence. Well, you mentioned G1. Okay, give, which names would you like to see in the grade one climax from Pro Wrestling Noah? Uh, again, uh, Marafuji, obviously one. Uh, Nakajima, number two. Uh, I keep, is it Kino or Keno? Keno. Keno. There's three. Uh, I don't know anybody else. <laughs> Who else is there? Give me names. Give me the roster. Uh, Go Shiyazaki. Go Shiyazaki. How uh, can I Kasuka forget? Nakajima. Yeah. Um, Kaito Kiyomiya. We, we want Muto? Should we stick Muto? No, we can't. Just for shits and giggles? No, I don't want that. I want him against Tenzan. See who, just have him lie down on the mat and see who gets up first. That's all I want. Well, he has new hips, though. He has new hips and knees. So he's probably doing pretty good, right? He's probably doing better than Tenzan. Uh yeah, there you go. So I'm sorry that I don't know that much. I really don't. I haven't really. This is not our strong point, but uh, I think it's going to be a fun show anyway. Uh, Chono's glasses says, "Do you think if the IWGP champ is pinned on night three, that they will give that person a title shot? For example, Okada walks out night to his champ, gets pinned by Kiyomiya on the eighth. I do not think Okada's getting pinned in this main event. Neither do I. But again, if we're fantasy booking here, the ideal scenario would be Noah." Getting big wins to set up future programs, right? I mean, hey, we're having fucking Despy tap out the fucking Master Watto, right? Let's 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 get a little crazy here. Let's get a little crazy in 2022. So have some people lie down, set up some programs. I would have no problem with that. The reality is, is this is probably just a one-off and tag matches, and away we go, and we'll forget they even happened in about a month. 
Um, okay, well, let's move away from that then. Uh, Cola Blue says, how is Joel's Shenmue playthrough going? I finally picked up a copy, but so far I find it weirdly intimidating. Oh. Also, do you use the random weather mode or the accurate 1986 weather mode? Uh, I think I used the random one. Um, but uh, yeah, my Shenmue playthrough is going well. I've just got a job at the, uh, the fork, as a forklift truck driver. Again? Which is, uh, That's all you do. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't he do anything else? He has no other skills? Can he be a plumber? So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, no, I always enjoy my festive playthrough, so... Uh, yeah, very much so. Uh, NBT. Oh, oh, okay, you know what? I better wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> That's it. com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast uh, if you want to throw some money our way. Uh, Discord link is in the show. Uh, no, it's not in the show notes. You need to message me on it. Twitter if you want a link to the Discord at Cobra Kawaii and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash super J cast if you want to buy one of our t shirts. Thank you to Editor Dan. Find him on Twitter at LazyHero219. Subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling podcast network for other great shows. Give us a five state review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at SuperJCast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, goodbye. Happy New Year. Yeah.